If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. It's a lot easier to figure out what you hate than what you like. Like think about going out to dinner and it's way easier for somebody to say, let's get sushi. And then you're like, oh no, not sushi. Then it is to come up with any restaurant in the entire city where you live. So we start by kind of diving into what is it that makes you crazy about your clients and about client interactions and what kind of things do you want to prevent and avoid and not deal with again. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels, from brand new to burnt out who want to grow in business. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since starting Jennings Photo in 2010, growing a photo business has brought me so many opportunities. It's changed my life for the better, and I want that for you too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Hey, you're tuned into the Photo Business Help Podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. I am here with another interview with Libby Nieder. And if you haven't listened to previous interviews with Libby and myself, head on back and check those out. Libby is a social science nerd who finds nothing more enjoyable than studying and analyzing and explaining the parts of human interaction that most of us take for granted. She is a full-time wedding and portrait photographer and the author and instructor of a brand new online course, the Client Communication Course for Photographers. Libby and I have had some amazing conversations about client communication, and I personally feel after all of my experience in business that communication is one of the places where businesses fall apart if the communication isn't set up properly. We're going to dig into that a little bit more, but I wanted to make sure that listeners of the show know that you can get $100 off her normal price of $447 if you enroll in the course by May 31st, 2021. You can go into the show notes or go to libbyneeder.com forward slash course and use the code photobizhelp, B-I-Z, at checkout. So that's libbyneeder.com forward slash course to get $100 off the normal price if you enroll by May 31st, 2021, and use the code photobizhelp at checkout. Looking for a professional website for your photography business? Then check out Pro Photo. They offer tons of beautiful designs to choose from and a builder that gives you full control to customize however you'd like so you won't get stuck with a cookie cutter site or have to pay a fortune for a custom one. With top of the line dedicated web hosting and amazing support, let Pro Photo partner with you to make your website a great one. Right now, for listeners of the Photo Business Help podcast, ProPhoto is offering a special introductory rate of only $25 per month for the first 18 months when you sign up using the coupon code PHOTOBIZHELP. So that's $25 per month, almost half off for the first 18 months that you try this out. This is hosting with the beautiful templates. The code is PHOTOBIZHELP, B-I-Z, when you check out. 
So whether you've never had a website before or you're looking to make a switch, using Profoto will give you a site you can be proud of and the support you can trust. And I can speak to this. I use Profoto for my theme. I have for about eight years now. I'm now hosting with them. Their customer support is unparalleled. They're an amazing company to work with. Once again, $25 per month for the first 18 months with a special listener code, PhotoBizHelp. Without further ado, here is part one of my two-part interview with Libby Nieder. Welcome to the show, Libby. It's great to have you back. Hi, Natalie. It's always a joy to talk to you. Yay. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm really excited about this course that you've put together. I love the conversations that you engage in online and in Clubhouse. We've had tons of chats and I've joined your group on Facebook. And I just think that this is such an important topic for for everyone, but specifically for photographers. Well, thank you for that. I always appreciate my conversations with you too. I think we both have a style that's very anti-cheesiness and (laughs) anti-fakeness that sometimes you can bump into in, well, in a lot of online industries, but especially photography and, and um, weddings is another place I spend a lot of time. So um, yeah, Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. (laughs) So I wanted to talk about, so this course that I'm putting together, I feel like there is just some information that's sort of missing out there or isn't really talked about a whole lot, Mm -hmm. but there's really seems to be an appetite for it from a lot of photographers that I have talked to or interacted with online. And that is kind of this idea of like, my client said this, what do I say? Or my client has this unreasonable expectation. What do I do? And so I started with that as the inspiration and I've kind of turned it into a comprehensive plan for both fixing those problems when they come up, but also preventing them beforehand. And then kind of equal parts, a a little bit of therapy for just kind of the slings and arrows that hit us as photographers. So that's what my course is. I'm trying to make it as concise as possible, but there's a lot of information. Yeah, this is a big topic, but it's one that's definitely, you're right that there's an appetite for it. I've watched your Facebook group explode beyond the the membership of mine, and I've had mine for like eight years. I guess maybe I should look into that. But I think that there is... No, I think that there's an appetite for it. And I think that there's, I'm so happy to like have these conversations with you and and see that that folks are engaging because it's something that, I mean, in my years of coaching and, and helping folks, the what should I say to this comes up all the time. And I think that, um, I think that there's a real need there. So I know that you had a few things that you wanted to touch on today. I'm going to just let you jump right in to what you have on your, on your list of topics. Oh, okay. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, let's go. So I I first want to start by saying that when people ask the question, like, what should I say to this client? I don't believe there's a one size fits all response because we all have different personalities and we also all have different priorities in our business. We all have things that make us crazy and things that make us happy. And so what I try to teach is not scripts and not Mm. here, say this this way and now everyone will behave because you have to have the personality and the conviction behind anything you say to be able to follow through. And you can't follow through if you are using somebody else's words. So I want to start by saying, I'm not trying to teach, say it in this exact way, and then all of your clients will be perfect for you. 
Yeah, no, I think that's important. That's a huge thing to say straight out of the gates, because I agree with you that there's nuance to every situation. And even when it comes to how people respond to inquiries and stuff like that, I, I always I always advocate for starting the conversation as soon as possible and not letting the client like flail around and like all of the information you throw at them so that you can respond to those nuances and you can kind of tailor it to the specific client situation and circumstance because they're all different. Right. But a lot of people feel like they're thrown into the deep end when it's just every client could say or ask a different question. And it's a lot easier to say, here's my regurgitated policy or here's my Mm. way I always say it to people. So what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is the heart of why things work. Why? And so in the beginning of the course, um, I want people to get clear on what they care about. What are your pain points? What what do you want to do when you're interacting with clients and what do you not? And I, I use this um, strategy that you and I have talked about before, which is it's a lot easier to figure out what you hate than what you like. Like think about going out to dinner and it's way easier for somebody to say, let's get sushi. And then you're like, oh no, not sushi. Then mm-hmm. it is to come up with any restaurant in the entire city where you live. So we start by kind of diving into what is it that makes you crazy about your clients? And, and and about client interactions and what kind of things do you want to prevent and avoid and not deal with again? And I'm not saying I don't ever want to take a phone call because I think that there are ways in which we can be too broad, but I'm talking about like, I don't want to be put on the spot by a mother of a bride, or I don't want to be in that situation where somebody says, oh, can you, can you Photoshop that? And then you don't know what to say. So so we're kind of building out this framework of like, what do you care about? And then how are we ready to prevent the negative client interactions and promote the positive client interactions and then resolve the ones that get a little bit sideways? And so the course is about building your own, kind of building your own set of scripts and practices and uh, ways of saying things. So at the end of the course, you never feel like there's anything that you can't handle. I love that. And I think what what comes up for me just listening to you describe that is this step that I think a lot of folks miss as photographers, and it's just simply thinking about this stuff. And we don't, you know, like, how do you want to handle mothers of brides? I have a couple stories about that. How do you want to handle people that want, you know, every wrinkle photoshopped out of their face? Um, I don't know, you know, or you do figure out those things, but only through the school of hard knocks. Right. Of course. Only after you've done it for 10 years and you're like, have I think I've encountered everything. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to help create a shortcut situation. So I mean yeah. that's what courses are about, right? It's helping you create a shortcut. But that's a thousand percent what they're about. <laughs> so okay. So I want to talk about this idea that gets floated out there a lot as the like answer to these questions. And that is not your client or Uh, you need to find your ideal client. And I think the idea of the ideal client or the ideal client archetype or avatar type of person, that absolutely exists and is, is totally something you should shoot for. But the ideal client is a marketing term. At some point, somebody, somebody has gotten into your orbit and you've decided whether you've, whether they've, Given you money or not, you've decided, I want to try to work with this person. And at that point, they're your client. And at that point, you've marketed to who they are. 
But once they're inside your orbit, what I'm talking about with clients, with this client communication is their behavior, which honestly is kind of nice because you can't change who someone is. And there's a whole lot of reasons why that's not okay and doesn't really make sense for photographers to like kick people out if they're not a certain kind of person. First of all, discrimination is a problem and you shouldn't do it. Second of all, before somebody gives you money, they haven't revealed to you every single way in which they might be a pain. And third, not all of us can afford to necessarily turn away a whole bunch of people because they're not our ideal client. So once somebody is your client, I see all this advice out there online. Oh, you know, my client said this and people are like, well, that's not your client. Well, that's not a helpful way to answer that question. I totally agree. It's an avatar versus a human being, right? So right. You, you have a marketing avatar, you have, and I'm, I teach it all the time, it's important to know who you're marketing to. Your ideal client is an important part of this puzzle. But you're right, when they come into your orbit, they bring all of their human beingness with them. And that that is separate from the avatar of an ideal client. Exactly. So what I'm trying to talk about is that part of it. Like mm -hmm. after they're a human being, how do human beings actually work? Which is where my mm. sociology degree and my years and years and years of nerding out on social science really come in. So I'm trying to, so I've got a lot of human behavior cues and like small things. And when do you need to be direct? And when do you need to apply friction? And when do you, and how does that look in real life? And that kind of stuff is is what we talk about is how do you help these actual humans do the things that make your life as a photographer easier and therefore make their pictures better and their experience with you better. I love that. If you have one example that maybe you can share and then we'll, we'll go to we'll go to break and uh, come back on part two of this interview, that would be super cool. Just any sort of anecdotal example of of a client that was an ideal client in avatar form, but then comes into orbit and behaves like a human. Is is there some sort of example that you can share with folks that you see maybe a lot of or, and maybe we can even just set this up and, and you can think about um, sort of how you want to troubleshoot it in the next part of this interview. Like, oh, I thought this was my ideal client. They came to me and behaved like this. And then we can kind of work through it. If you don't want to do that, that's totally no, fine. No. But so that no, that's totally I'm you're watching my face and I'm like, do I have an example ready? Let, <laughs> me, let me say this. There are a lot of touch points in your entire lifetime with a client. So say it's a wedding because people only usually get married once. So you've just got from booking to when you deliver the images, right? Yeah. And so you've got questions they might have while they're booking. Like you've decided you want to work with them. They've got your information and contract. Like if the red flags aren't too big, you want them to go ahead and book with you. And then you've also got the logistical part. Like how, what, what is the wedding day schedule? When are we setting up the engagement session? And then you've got the, like the questions they might email you before the wedding. Then you've got the wedding day itself and how do they act on that day? Then you've got all the things that happen after they book you. And in any of those times, you could have one of these bumps. So I'm not going to be able to give you examples about all the way through in this short of format. Of course, of course. But like, so let's say th this applies to wedding and portrait photographers. The moment where they've booked you, but you have to pick a location. Okay, that's um, a good example. And your client says, well, I think we've all been there, where sometimes you're like, hey, here's a spot I like. And they're like, sweet. And then sometimes they're like, I want fall leaves. And you're like, okay, we got a two-week window, your date's already picked, and they're like, oh, and I don't want it to rain. 
and all of this kind of stuff. And so then now you're in this situation where you've got to explain to them that they cannot have your time every single night for the two week period that the leaves are nice. That's right. You have, they have to pick a date and then either be flexible on the look of the leaves or flexible on the location. And so like, that's, that's not even somebody who necessarily has become a different person than you thought they were. It's just that it's not going super easily and smoothly. So what I talk about is setting up the trade-offs to let them decide and put, they get to decide, for example, do you want to change your time or do you want to change your location? And then they're not going to be necessary. Like it's going to have to come out of their flexibility to be able to work with you. So you're not spending two weeks being anxious about getting this client exactly what they want because as a photographer, we kind of over-identify with the responsibility for everything that ends up in the images when in reality, it's there's there's responsibilities on both sides. So that's that's a really great way to put it. This is going to sound kind of hilarious, but it reminds me of like a toddler. And when you you give them the choices, but they like they still feel like they're in control. So you're like, would you like a red shirt or a blue shirt? But they like still have to get dressed. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like taking it off of you. Like, we're gonna wear this today. We're doing this today. We're I'm picking out all of it. Like, you can pick it out. But like, it's not gonna be all on me. Like, like, you you just it's this is a mutual mutual thing we're doing here. What's so brilliant about that is I have I know not all the people who are going to take this course are parents, but I am. I have a teenager. And so much of this is not just out of social science for like businessy things, but social science for parenting. There's a ah, lot there. I love that. I love that. Well, let's pick it up in episode number two. I love this stuff. I just want to remind listeners before we sign off here that Libby's course, the client communication course for photographers is at libbyneeder.com forward slash course. The link is in the show notes, but that's L-I-B-B-Y-N-E-D-E-R.com forward slash course. And listeners of this show will get $100 off the normal price of $447 if you enroll by May 31st, 2021. You just need to use the code PHOTOBIZHELP at checkout and you'll get that $100 off this really useful, amazing, and brilliant course by Libby. So that's the client communication course for photographers at libbyneeter.com forward slash course. Use the code PHOTOBIZHELP at checkout. Join me and Libby for part two of this conversation in the next episode. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key. If you're feeling stuck growing your photography business, I put together a list of eight things that since 2010 have consistently helped Jennings Photo to grow. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things, the number eight, the word things, and grab this freebie. It's called Eight Things to Grow. It'll help you get your head sorted and give you a little bit more clarity. You know, I'm a huge fan of clarity around what you need to have in your business. So head over to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things.